Hey, what's up, everyone? We're back, and we're back better than ever. Yes, sir. Give it up for Dear Daisy Season 2. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know what? <laughs> I've missed I've missed this podcast. Like, we took such a oh, long yeah, for break sure. from it that yeah. I remember during the school year, I was talking with Kushik and Sai. I was like, man, I know we're busy, but, like, to fil- like, what if we just filmed the podcast episode right now? Like, that'd be... Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but... um. I, I think I think the biggest thing that I kind of liked about doing the podcast, um, I guess, season one, because this is season two now, was uh, just having the ability to sit down and have deep conversations, you know, that, and it's just not something that we do a lot these days, especially with COVID. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, going forward, we got new topics, um, excited to bring that with you, to you guys, um, and we're planning on doing these about an episode every two weeks um me Sai, and van are doing call, uh, med school applications so we're going to be a little bit busy with those but we will make time to do this podcast so just stay tuned for that um and i mean it is it has been a while <laughs> it really has been a while yeah i've missed you guys yeah no, for sure yeah. hence today's episode's name <laughs> But um, I, I guess this episode is kind of an update on our lives, what we've done since we stopped um, season one. And a little bit about later on in the episode, we're going to address um, things we've seen going on back home in India, specifically related to COVID. Um, but so what do you guys want to talk about first? Anything highlight, any highlights in the last few months? I mean, I don't know if people knew this right before I, we started the podcast, but I got a job. <laughs> I don't know if that's, like, great or not, but, like, yeah, I've been working as a medical scribe since, like, um, August of 2020. Um, we st- I started just because, like, needed help with, needed help with, like, COVID and um, things around the clinic, and I'm a front desk receptionist as well, so I'm kind of, like, just been trained in like all aspects of the clinic which is really awesome and good for my medical school applications just because now I'm doing more like triage and patient interaction which is really cool and we see a lot of really exciting things Mm -hmm. but yeah it's a lot but honestly I love where I work um and free promo if you guys need a COVID test or if you guys need to get your vaccine um prime choice urgent care in Frisco Texas y'all can get your vaccines and stuff from there (laughs) yeah what about y'all I mean, I feel like we've all been through some sort of, like, development within the past, like, eight or nine months since we've, like, last filmed the podcast. So what about y'all? What have y'all, what are some things that y'all want to talk about? Um, yeah, Sai, you want to say something? All right. So let's see. I guess I've been studying for the MCAT since last April, and I took it right after we stopped the last episode so it was in september mm-hmm. no wait he was actually um, you were studying when we were doing yeah the when we were doing the podcast that yeah. was full mcat grind mode i think um, we were all like at the point where we were studying and just like low-key preparing for it i mean you and i were starting to get st- like into yeah. the grind Sai was i took it, it early you know? yeah. yeah um but how did it yeah, feel the mcat so it was honestly it's to everyone who's taken it and everyone who Plans on taking it. Um, plans on taking it. Yeah. Uh, I respect you. Just know that studying for the MCAT is a struggle in itself. 
Um, taking the, the MCAT exam is also like, it's like running a 5k or running a marathon, you know, seven hours long. Um, it, it questions your brain, you question your personality, you question your choices. And it's just a really big struggle. And I mean, it's supposed to be, you know, you want your doctors to be the highest quality in America. But just know that, you know, as you're studying for this and as you're taking practice tests and when you take the real deal, that uh, respect yourself and know that this is an accomplishment in itself just by being able to take the exam and getting through it. Mm -hmm. But with yeah, that, I agree. I, yeah, I took it once in September and then didn't do as well as I thought I would. So I spent another, what, like nine months. I just took it one more time last, back in April, like three, three, four weeks ago. Yeah, we all yeah. took it back in April, actually. The three of us mm -hmm. were just sitting in our little testing locations. I and I were together. Mm -hmm. That was really fun to see. Because was somewhere in downtown Dallas, right? Yeah. Uh, no, it was actually uh, near Grapevine. Because I couldn't get the, the like a slot with you guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess I had a unique experience with MCAT as well. Um, I, took it, I took my first attempt in January. So it was like a grind for me during uh, winter break, primarily. Um, I got a decent score the first time um, and I was conf like I had this very um, like this very strong um, what is it feeling that I wanted to take it again but at the same time I didn't want to uh, mainly because of the fact that one it was a decent score um, and two I guess my parents were forcing me into taking a second attempt because mm -hmm. they, they were in a way expecting a little bit of a higher score and at the end of the day like I guess what I learned through that process I mean actually scratch that before that um I so I did take it a second time as Van and Sai were mentioning we all took it together on the same day in uh, April and I ended up voiding that test so I sat through this entire seven hours and I realized hey this is probably going to be the same score or even a lower score than what I got the first time and I voided it, uh, which pretty much means for all those people who don't know about voiding your MCAT is that the score is not reported to your um, to medical schools and you won't know what you did on the test. So pretty much medicals, when I apply it to medical schools, they'll, they'll only see that first score. And the reason why I voided is because I didn't want to seem like the person who studied for four months after their first attempt to get the same score or to get a lower score. So it, I, in a way, I felt that it just doesn't look good after studying for that long. And it was a very tough decision. It was even tougher having to explain to my parents about why, oh, yeah. <laughs> why, sure. why I avoid it. But I mean, they, they, they agree with me. They think that I made the right decision. Um, and as, as we all start our med school applications, there's always that stress about and anxiety about whether we're going to get an admission at the end of the day or not. But as I was saying, um, take the test when you're ready. If you're for all those pre-med students out there. Um, for sure. And don't listen to your parents whenever they want to make you retake, retake something. Oh um, my you gosh, you yes. know, you know where uh, your strengths, you know, your weaknesses, you know how to make yourself a better person. Um. So I, I guess that's the biggest lesson I learned in these past few months. No, I for sure agree with Kushik because my MCAT journey was kind of similar. But for me, I was planning on taking it in September when I did. 
pushed it back because I wasn't ready. And then I was like, okay, I'll take it in January, the same day as Kushik was taking his. And then I ended up pushing it again because I didn't feel I was ready too. So then I ended up taking it in April, like I like I said with Sai, like we said with Sai and Kushik, um, the same day. And then, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I felt okay about it, but I still don't know how I did because it was still my first attempt, and it's still like when you're taking the MCAT, it is a very much endurance test, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, taking the MCAT and honestly, any, if you're a pre-med student out there, any test or any, like, it's taking the MCAT as an accomplishment as it, as itself, because, you know, every day and every moment that you have in your career or in your school life, it's just dedicated towards that one test, dedicated towards that one test. And it should be an accomplishment as, as it is, because, you know, we're all studying 24 seven and giving all we got and all that stuff. So it's like. You should be proud of yourself no matter what. And I do feel proud of myself just because I took the MCAT and I, you know, was able to finish it. I just want to add one more thing with what Van said. So I took the test and I actually made a mistake. And I want to take this moment to actually acknowledge the mistake. Like, I mean, obviously I do. But uh, I want want to make sure that maybe someone else out there will uh, learn from what I've done and maybe not make the same mistake. Uh, personally, I think I rushed myself into taking the first time, like the attempt in September, um, in the hopes of like, oh yeah, I'll be done with MCAT and I can just chill and relax for the next like six months to the last, the rest of the semester, um, and just having it done and out of the way. And honestly, I think that that mentality kind of bit me in the butt, where I rushed myself and I pushed myself too hard and I actually didn't do as well as I was doing at practice tests. Um, with the stress and pressure, pressure of trying to get it done with a one-shot, you know, one-shot um, test tape. So I think if you're on the fence or completely confident, make, just push it off, you know. It's not going to hurt you that much to study for a few more months, you know. It's and it's a mental a battle, score. too. Mm-hmm. I've realized that. It is such a, like, I feel like 50% of it is just you have to be mentally ready to take the test. So if you're not mentally there and if you're not, like, I guess physically there, too, with the endurance aspect – that's like a very big indication. Yeah, um, it's literally a battle to study every day. You know, you have to have the motivation and mental health and just like positivity when you're studying for that. For sure, so, for sure. Mm-hmm. Aside from MCAT, what else, mm-hmm. anyone else have like a, on a happier? <laughs> <laughs> Not like oh, a yeah. school note. I feel like we've been talking so much about school. Oh yeah. Can, you know? I, it's because it's this, like, especially junior year as a pre-med student, it's a very like important i mean obviously every year is important but mm-hmm. it's it's a time when everything comes together and that's what makes it so stressful so school sure. becomes a big part of your life especially in junior year but what were you saying Sai? i was going like apart from mcat um over the last like few months i've gotten to like develop my friendships with a few and i'm really happy to like have them in my life and just like grow together with them um, obviously I have you guys but I also like you know we've Aww. grown together and then you know I'm just gonna plug them in Nikita and Kaushik um really happy to have you guys in my life like I've been working on our friendships with them too so it's just like, really cool to have them um so that was like my other positivity part apart from cat <laughs> you know it'd be funny if they don't even listen to the episode oh my god <laughs> yeah. I'm literally gonna send Where, the link you know, Nikita gonna... and Kaushik if you guys listen you gotta text Sai okay and then Sai will let us know if you guys listen Wait, or you know, honestly let not. us both know too because yeah. they are also our friends so yeah for sure <laughs> 
that'd be so funny (laughs) i feel like also i've done a lot of working on friendships too and i've like met a lot of different people like in this like past few months and i feel like a lot of them have made like a either like a big influence or i've like just cut them off because like you know like we said before too like quarantine was just a way to like um what was it quarantine was a way to like like, solidify yeah self-reflect and like like talk about like think about friendships think about where you are in your life and it's just you know i feel like i am a better version of myself Mm-hmm. which was like which I like if I thought a year ago a year ago back if I was a year ago last year if I was in if I was thinking about whatever where, where, where you would be right now <laughs> yes you I'm you struggling with words yeah. today but like yeah if I did some like self-reflection I am a very completely different person than I was back then than I am now mm-hmm. which is really good I yeah. guess Dude, me too. sorry Christian but like no, I I was just agreeing. Yeah. Um, if I look back at myself, like, like have thought that I'd have this mentality, like this type of strength, or like this type of outlook on life. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm really happy with like how mature. I'm. Sometimes I look back and I like cringe at like my thought process or like things I would do or say, and I'm just really happy that mm-hmm. you know we've grown. And I know, same, just, like, seeing both of you. Obviously, we've been friends for, like, I've been friends with Van for, and with Cooper. I would say friends for years, <laughs> but I've known him for eight years as well. That's a um, story for another time, y'all. Yeah. yeah. This, this friendship development between Kushik and Sai, it was uh, a roller coaster. But yeah, if you ever, if, 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 <laughs> yeah. It's really cute. It's really cute to watch, you know? <laughs> Um, I mean, in terms of growth, <laughs> I I gained weight. <laughs> okay. Um, um, I don't know if you guys know, but I did. So last summer, so the summer between sophomore and junior, I lost a ton of weight. And then I took time off from working out for the MCAT. And I, I mean, surprisingly, I, I only gained like 10 pounds um, when I lost like 40 pounds initially. So... I didn't get too much, um, but I am getting back into the grind again. Um, looking forward to dropping maybe 30 more pounds, um, hopefully by the end of this year. But fingers crossed for that. Any other updates from you guys? I mean, w- I mean, we're all part of Impact Dallas. We started this yes. over the summer yes. last year to help the community. Um, just so far, we've done a lot for that club. And for, um, in terms of fundraising and having um, career development courses and volunteering opportunities for everyone. So that has been very valuable. Um, yeah, anything I, else? Yeah, Impact Dallas has been really good. Right, Sai? Sai's our president Impact for Dallas Impact Dallas, by the way. Probably one of the highlights of my academic career, like just being able to create a org and just like um, run it with people who are really proficient and have like service projects and stuff that are just really interesting. You know, if you are going to UTD right now, I totally would love to see if you guys apply and join us for the next semester because we're going to be doing a lot of in-person fun activities and service projects we have planned for the fall. Mm -hmm. Or we're going to plan because we have time. (laughs) But yeah, nice subtle Impact Dallas plug there. Of course, of course. (laughs) No, I mean... I love how much we gave back to the community this year and just, you know, the service projects projects we did do. Um, 
were amazing and I'm glad we mm-hmm. were able to be a part of those. So, yeah. yeah. All right. But I mean, that's just a few updates on our time. Wait, wait, wait. I have an interesting question for you guys. Do mm-hmm. y'all have any goals for the rest of 2021? 2021. I, I, I mean, okay. I, you, you can go, go first. Okay. 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 So the first one for me is obviously I just want to be, be a happier person. Right. Um, I am happy. Definitely am. Um, just and continue to stay state, happy. But continue to stay happy and like continue to have a better outlook on life and keep growing at the same rate, hopefully. Um, I have some financial goals in terms of like trade. <laughs> like that. Yes. Um, I'm not going to bore you guys with that nerdy stuff. Um, and then uh, another goal is just I just want to lose a few more pounds because I've lost about six so far. I'm gained back two, but I need to lose some more. And just like have a get built for summer, you know? Hot boy summer. Definitely hot boy summer. You already know. (laughs) Um, But yeah, those are just some goals I have. You guys need to like have me work out with you guys because I need to start working out too. Oh, okay, okay. You know what, guys? Okay, I'm going to publicly call out Van here. What? You're you're saying you want to work out with us, but then when I ask you to run a 5K with me, you'll say no. Okay. Working, listen. I hate <laughs> running. Okay, I. My dad's probably gonna listen to this and be like, "My daughter doesn't like running." My, by the way, my dad is a runs marathons and he's running a, like a half marathon next week. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, he's actually running. Uh, I think the one at Toyota Stadium. So. Oh, that's really yeah. cool. I'm gonna. Rest, um, the one yeah. the day before. I, anyways, as I was saying, I don't like running. I will lift weight. I can lift weights and just do like. A warm up with running, but I won't like. I don't want to run the. That's that's my only thing. Well, me and Ben are gonna be bulking this summer. That's what we're gonna be doing. <laughs> yes, sir. Both of you guys are gonna be bulking. I'm gonna be cutting. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, my goals. Yeah, um, personal and professional. Uh, I guess personal first. As I said, losing uh, weight um, by the end of this year. Um. Any other personal goals? Let me think. Um, get, yeah, I mean, should be should be a personal goal. I want to get a dog, but I feel like I won't because my my mom doesn't like. I mean, she's scared of dogs, but she likes dogs. Like she doesn't hate them, but she's scared. I should just drop off Casper to your house one day. Wait, yeah, you. Be. I mean, yeah, you just pull through. Just drop. I think your mom has met yeah. Casper. Yeah, she has. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she likes small dogs because she she thinks they're easier to handle. Um, um, but I like big dogs because mm-hmm. I'm a big boy. <laughs> boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I don't think I'm gonna be getting a dog soon. Um, maybe when I move out, I'll have my, I'll, I'll get a dog. We'll see. But it's not a big concern at the moment. Right, um, in terms this, of this is a goal I'm setting for Kushik, all right? By midsummer, one of the episodes will update you on Kushik getting a dog in that. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna do. Uh but in terms of professional, um I guess getting admitted to medical school. Um I mean that's that's a goal for any all three of us at the moment. Oh yeah, for sure. Um just <laughs> it's yeah. I mean I don't wanna talk about all this like future like profession and school stuff too much because it's been kind of stressing us all of us out lately, but uh, it is a big part of where we're at in our lives. What about you, Van? Any goals? 
I mean, honestly, same. I feel like as we were now going into our last year of college, which is crazy, I just want to, like, have a good, like, so next semester, I'm going to be living off campus again. I don't know if you guys knew that, but I was living off camp on campus last year. Um, and I just want to kind of have a good senior year, you know, start senior year off, right? Like, we're all, like, slowly, we're all going to get vaccinated soon. Um, again, plugging my clinic again. If you want to get vaccinated, come to my clinic. Um just be like a better person. I feel like I'm slowly like, I feel like I'm not there yet mm-hmm. with like my growth, but I want to be there. Like, I feel like by the end of 2021, I want to like try to myself. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just like have a good senior year and just have a, like just spend mm-hmm. my last year having fun and doing stuff. And so I just want to take a moment. And so since we're all pre-med here, I uh, want to address something, something that I hope I, um, that we, we have to and say that we have all been vaccinated and right and so mm-hmm. anyone out there that is reluctant to getting the vaccine um, for COVID um, it's my personal recommendation you know I'm not a doctor or anything but I think you should get it because it not just benefits you but it also benefits society and I just wanted to put that out there in case you guys are still reluctant mm-hmm. yeah more than just protecting, it's a public health issue, like Sai said. And I yeah. am very much an advocate for it, too. And I know Kushiki is, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, that's that's a great um, segue into what we want to address or talk about in, I guess, the second half of this episode. Um, India has been hit by a pretty uh, horrific um, second, third wave. I don't know. Is it? It's called the third wave now, right? Or second wave? I think it's called the second wave. Yeah. I'm um, not sure, honestly. Yeah, it's really bad back home. Um, I mean, I guess to start off, we can all, I know we've all have different experiences about people um, back home. Um, do you, Are you guys comfortable with sharing? I, I can go first if that's Yeah, sure. Fine with I you mean, all. if you want to. I'm good too. I'm good. I can. I can, yeah. Okay. So, go yeah, ahead. I mean, uh, I'll start first. Um, so, we had a couple people come down with COVID in my family, especially on my dad's side. Um, my dad's um, sister-in-law, my dad's dad, and my dad's mom. So my grandma, unfortunately, she passed away uh, last week. And I mean, through through the entire process, like, I, I there's like four different things that I kind of wanted to talk about in this episode based on the stuff that I've been through in the last week. Um, I guess the first thing is that um, people like my grandma um, who are infected with COVID and are being, if you're lucky enough, you will get placed in a hospital, right? Um, You'll get the oxygen supplement that you need, uh, whether it be a ventilator or just the oxygen mask. Unfortunately, the case is that if you die um, with, with, um, with an oxygen mask or on a ventilator, you're not surrounded by family members. You're surrounded by strangers. You're surrounded by physicians, nurses, and most importantly, other people who are sick with COVID. So the mo- that's, that's like the most depressing part for me is that people like my grandma uh, are passing away, not surrounded by family members, but surrounded by strangers. How do you guys feel about that? Um, yeah, so real quick, I'm also like to share. Um, I really agree with what Kushik just said. So um, it's only been about two days now, but my I've had 
Um, I've had a couple family members on my mom's side and my dad's side both um, be infected with COVID. Um, most of them have recovered. Um, and I have like my, my dad's entire village is like possibly um, exposed or has COVID right now. They haven't gotten access to tests yet, but like my cousins and my aunts and uncles on my dad's side and his cousins and my grandma could also all have COVID right now. So that's just something in the back of my head right now. Um, but one thing I wanted to say is um, with Kushik, I've also experienced a death in the family. My mom's uncle passed away the other day um, and he was, he passed away as brain dead. So they didn't have any space for him in the hospital. So they actually just took him off um, life support and he was passed away and his son, one son lives here and his other son um, only got to see him for about, you know, five minutes and all he got to do was take a picture and they just took him away. I think with that, it's just really sad to think about, you know, the only way you get to say bye to, you know, your siblings or even your children or your grandchildren, and they don't even get to say bye to you. And all they get to see is you go into the hospital and possibly not come out. And you, you pass away seeing people wearing masks and um, with visible concern that, you know, you may not make it. And I think it's just, it never hit me back um, when we had our, COVID waves about all the nurses crying and and like talking about oh how these people are passing away alone like it hurt to see and watch but never actually hit me at this magnitude that um, how sad it is and unfortunate it is for everyone who is passing away right now or that have family members passed away that they can't really say bye to someone who's provided for them for so long so Mm -hmm. yeah what about you then um so I see for me I haven't I don't know anyone immediate in my family that has like I mean my my mom's sister and her family got COVID but they recovered um the only death in my that I have known about in my family is my cousin on my dad's side so her husband's dad passed away from COVID and I think also he had a lot of complications too I think he had like diabetes and um, heart disease um, which is very unfortunate. Um, but I haven't had anyone close to me that has like passed away, like a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle, like you guys have. Um, but what I've also realized, and I've read one one article where it's also I lo- I a lot of people in India when it comes to deaths and stuff have really come together and just like you know, you know, tried to like make it all comfortable for everyone because. Um, obviously like the government of India is not like like funeral homes and like all this all these things are getting booked out and crematoriums and all that Um, but I've heard and through like my grandparents and through my aunts and uncles in India that like a lot of people are just coming together and just um, a really positive note that they're coming together and just making it happy and all that I don't know if you guys have heard that too Mm -hmm. yeah one thing I've noticed I actually read an article today like just an hour or two before this um, this one guy sold his car. Um, he had a pretty expensive car, and he sold his car to buy a truck full of oxygen tanks um, for his like um, hometown village to treat people there. And I just I wanted like, and obviously he's not going to re- hear this, but like thank him and just say like, is not such an amazing thing to do? Like mm-hmm. that's something I would personally do myself if I had the ability to or need to. But um, like that's so cool that he actually sold his car to go help so many strangers and people he doesn't know. Like your car is such a valuable asset to you. 
but like he literally proves that you know it's just a material thing and it's worth more than a life mm-hmm. um, by doing that yeah so i just wanted to bring that up like that's even just, strangers have been for that yeah even like i've heard strangers like off the road who have if they see like their family members suffering they just like bank come together and just help which is honestly a really mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. So. and for me i just wish like you know obviously there's unity and there's division in the world right now but i kind of wish that like why does why is why is there only unity when like the world is struggling at such an extent like why can't we all be this united um on a normal daily basis you know i wish like that's yeah. something i personally wish i improve on in some capacity for the rest of my life like developing unity and the people around me yeah i think suffering is what makes people realize that we could all be better yeah um if we're all living happy um rolling in cash or like um doing what we want to do and all the time you start to miss out on what makes life so special i guess having difficulties along the way knowing that nothing in life is a guarantee reminds people that hey i need to lend a hand to the next to the person next to me right Mm -hmm. um i mean i guess some of the other points that i wanted to address uh related to covid um is that um when so my grandma called my dad uh a few hours before she died and i mean i didn't talk to her but i heard her and I mean, obviously, she was um, having trouble breathing, um, gasping for air between her, like when it, between her words and everything. And I heard her say that, "Hey, um, I want to. I don't want to stay in this hospital. I want to go back home." And I and from from what I heard was that she was seeing people constantly dying around her only for that bed next to her to be replaced by another person. So uh, I just wanted to ask you guys how seeing people next to you pass away, how that makes you feel as a patient? Because obviously it's going to be very frightening, right? Yeah. I would feel like that just creates so much fear and anxiety into me. Cause it's like, I've realized with this virus is that nothing is, known and like tomorrow is not you don't you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow exactly. or even like the next week or even the next month so like i feel i feel for your grandmother in the sense that i i would be like i would be like her like not knowing what's going to happen in the next hour or so for the uh, disease progression and i'm so sorry that you guys had to go through like deaths in your immediate family and stuff that's actually really awful but yeah that's mm-hmm. just what i would that's just my take on that I, I definitely think it's scary. Like, like the one word I can think of first is just, it's such a scary experience, you know, not even mm-hmm. as being a patient, but someone like watching people go in and out of the hospital like that. Yeah. Just, as like, a family member, that, as a friend. Yeah. To like, anyone. Even just as a community person or something. It's just a terrible thing to see people like people walking in for help or people who are refused help outside the hospital. And then, mm-hmm bodies of people coming out the other end um so the other thing is um i mean for since me and sai have kind of had immediate experiences with this um especially for those living away from india and having people die back at home is very difficult because one we can't go back home and see them two as sai already mentioned not being able to see 
the the dead like the them taking the body away from the hospital it's just not having the ability to know that that person had a good death mm-hmm. is in in and of itself a, a a very unique challenge like i saw my dad like how sad like how upset he was about not having the ability to see his mom for the last time right yeah it's a very painful thing to go through and and then the other thing very recently was um we're all me and Sai from on the pradesh um and then vans from north india um i don't know about the different states uh, initiating lockdowns um uh, mm-hmm. but um on the pradesh and telangana recently started doing lockdowns and oh, yeah. i kind of talked to my dad about this um th- so the lockdowns are from 12 so lunchtime up until 6 a.m. the next day so they only oh, wow. have they only have the mornings to do whatever they need to do and i can't help but think about the people who live off of daily wages like the people who sell the flowers the people who drive yeah. rickshaws the people who have like their own shops right on the side of the road how are they surviving in this lockdown situation when no one is coming to buy their services to buy their products and it's this issue is only ex- exacerbated whenever they have family members who are sick and they're not able to provide for their care that's what's most upsetting it's not only a, a an issue about people getting sick and dying it's about it's also an issue about people not being able to take care of themselves so, so with andhra pradesh i know that the chief minister in that state created a policy or some type of like like fund where a lot of the people who are like at risk or aren't able uh, um, able to pay for covid treatment are actually like it's free for that Mm-hmm. I don't know if every state has done that and I don't think every state has done that but I have heard like from my dad that it's actually like enforcing um or trying to get free covid treatment for as many people as possible. Yeah. Like it's it must be so hard like even like, like as a small business, you know. Mm-hmm. Logistics and the lockdown rules and people not coming to buy things and like Yeah. And for like like so there's no concept of like essential workers there, right? Cuz yeah, no like not. they don't label people as essential workers. If you think about it, we don't have grocery stores with I mean uh, we do, but like no, no one uses them if you're from like a typical Indian family. You usually just buy it out on the street with the guy who comes in a cart with all the vegetables. Mm-hmm. You get it from that guy. Mm-hmm. So just thinking about all those people made me realize about how bad this situation really is. um it's just very tough to kind of think about in a situation when you're thousands of miles away and you don't even know how it is yeah yeah in other pradesh i just looked this up actually cuz i didn't know what the lockdown requirements were but yeah it's this i think for y'all it's 6 a.m. for us it's 7 mm-hmm. um, but yeah honestly it's... so sad all aspects it's like a government and i hate to like point point fingers, fingers at the yeah. government but it's like the government of india is not doing its part to... i mean it it it's true i mean i i've seen like when i go on like in like on india's subreddit um all the people are flaming up the like the main like the government like the politicians about not being um as um like not active, being active proactive. not not ca- caring about the situation um when they needed to i think i mean this is just one 
person's opinion. I think that the biggest mistake that uh, politicians made was not making vaccines seem mm-hmm. like a big deal when they were completely available to everyone. Yeah. Because right now in the news, you'll see a bunch of people lining up to get vaccines because they're sh- scared of getting COVID. But at the same time, they're increasing their risks of getting infected with it. Yeah. So, so they, sh- they should have made it a, big, a bigger issue in the beginning. That's, that's probably the biggest mistake that happened. For me, like, I don't want to directly point out anything, any um, fingers of the government. But for me, like, one thing I struggled to understand, you know, as someone who's like was studying healthcare systems this year, this semester, is like India is the most populous planet. I mean, not planet. India is the most populous country. Yeah. Right. Um, but, and we have, like, we've manufactured most of the pharmaceuticals for the world. Um, I know China gets most of the raw materials, but India does manufacture and pharmaceuticals for the world. So, given a country that has that infrastructure and capability of mass producing medications and vaccines, we only have 1.5% of our population fully vaccinated. And instead of vaccinating our own citizens, like the Indian government chose to sell the vaccines, not even donate, yeah, but sell most honestly, of the vaccines to other mm-hmm. people. Yeah. As if India was in a better position. So that's just something I struggled to understand. Like obviously didn't they sell them off to like such a better job, but like Yeah. Didn't they sell their vaccine off to like Britain? That's what I heard. Yeah, they sold all their excess like stuff because no one was taking vaccines in India to like other countries. Um, I mean, I mean, at at the time, I guess that's that's must have been the most feasible option because you don't want this stuff to go like expired and like not just be waste, right? Yeah, it make it makes sense to give it to other people who actually might use it. But uh, I mean, that's why it's running a country is so hard i guess yeah and, and using that same logic um back to the vaccine thing with america there's so many people out there that have the ability here in america to get the vaccine and there's people in india who can't even get it if they wanted it you know there's people dying yeah. and right and they're begging for the vaccine but they can't get it so i mean just be thankful and go get the vaccine if you are able to you know like mm-hmm. yeah just do your part i think we're like we fail to realize sometimes is that we live in such like a a country where we're a privileged country where we can where we have access to so many different resources and then we fail to realize what everybody outside of America has or has you know mm-hmm. has or yeah. doesn't have. Yeah, I guess I mean at the end of the day, it's it's hard for people like us to have a good understanding of what's going on back home. Um, and I'm sure that not a day has gone by where we haven't heard from our friends and family about people getting sick or dying back home. And I guess the biggest thing that hurts the most is not having the power to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's it's just not a position that my parents or any any other um, non-resident Indians would have anticipated or wanted. But I mean, I, I know for for a fact that me, Sai and Van will pray for the people who are sick um, and the people who have passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope this situation does get better. Um, I hope that people 
like my grandma or Sai's um, uncle. Is it is it your uncle? My mom's my mom's mom's, mom's uncle. Yeah, that people like them don't die, have to die in alone or in fear, right? So I guess the biggest thing that I want to put out there is that if you're if you are one of our list like if you are listening from India or if you want to share it to people who you know are from India, um, I want you guys to know that we all there are people around the world who know and share your pain even even if we may not, it may not seem like we don't. Um, so that's just all I wanted to say. Um, it's a pretty heavy topic, I know. Yeah. Um, just talking about it just um i don't know it's just tough but it definitely is a tough topic and i know it was really heavy for uh, our first podcast coming out in a long time but i think it was just appropriate for us to acknowledge um what's going on in their home and um and i agree with kushik like anyone who's out there who has experienced the loss of their family member, both here or in India, um, just know that like, we, we feel your pain. We understand what you're going through and um, just mm-hmm. hope you just got to push forward and just like hope mm-hmm. like it's better, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Van, you want to add? Definitely a part of your life, but, but yeah. I mean, when you're, if you're in India, like just do, just do the basic things, wear your mask, um double mask if you need to that's all we can do but yeah i just hope that the situation in india does get better and that the wave just slowly gets down mm-hmm. and we hopefully yeah it gets better that's yeah. all i'm hoping and praying for but yeah but anyways guys um thank you for tuning into our um first episode of the second season of dear daisies um i know this was a pretty uh tough one to kind of listen to but um, there will be um, interesting um, topics coming soon. Um, so stay tuned for in two weeks, I guess. Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> we'll have a brand new episode for you guys. So um, make sure you share this podcast with your friends and family. Um, follow us on wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow and us on Instagram at Dear also, Day Season. Yeah, Van? Oh, sorry. I have something to add. Like, we're trying to cater towards the audience. And so if you guys have any topic suggestions too, please mm-hmm. like feel free to DM us on Instagram or anywhere or any of our other social media platforms because that would be very much appreciated. And we want to... Yeah. Even any it... questions or comments you guys have or any yeah. perspectives yeah. that you guys have um, that we might not have addressed completely or concerns, mm-hmm. like, feel free to DM us. Um, and we'll be happy to resolve anything. Or, or you if guys. you just want to talk to us, yeah, yeah. we're always here on. for you. Yeah, we're definitely. always like, we're always here to talk about anything that's going on, especially with this COVID stuff going on in India. We know that it's hard. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. COVID stuff in America or India, med school stuff, college stuff, anything. You know, we're always here for you, and that's why we do this podcast. It's one of the things we're that like we your older. You know, we're like yeah. your older brothers and sisters or younger. We're not the wisest of people. I'm not the most experienced, but you know, mm-hmm. we're out here. We might be kind of dumb, here, so. but I think that we can give enough emotional support and mm-hmm. back support. Mm-hmm. If you need a pep talk, you know where to find us. We're here. <laughs> yep, definitely. We'll be your hype, man and women. Yes. Or wingmen and women. Yep. 
Okay, yeah, really that too. I mean, yeah. Wait, okay, no, not like that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like in a supportive role. Okay, okay, right. but, but actually, actually, maybe, maybe, maybe. Oh bro. Okay, another another time where we can talk about this. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> all right, all right. Thank you guys for listening. See y'all Thank in the next you. one. Hey, Bye. stay safe, stay healthy, and have a great summer for everyone who's pretty much done college now and. For those of you in high school, haha, you have a few more weeks, but <laughs> well, this is their last week. So yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. All right, this peace out. Going too fast. Peace out, boys Bye. and girls. <laughs> and the homies. <laughs>